In 1955, a 17-year-old left his home in Colorado to join the United States Navy. That young man was my father, and these are the letters he wrote home. I'm Elaine, Ken's daughter, and this is Dear Folks. Welcome to Episode 5 of Dear Folks, Letters Home from the Navy. In Episode 4, Dad did his service week and had a pretty easy assignment in an office taking messages from chief petty officers, went to Chicago on his first liberty, and wondered if his folks thought he should take communion and get a tattoo. Everything was real George there, and Dad hoped to get stationed in San Diego after boot camp. This week, I'll give you a news report for July 1955, and then we'll jump right into reading Dad's letters. July 1955. South Vietnam's Air Force, the Republic of Vietnam Air Force, is established. Pacifist Bertrand Russell issues his Russell-Einstein Manifesto in London, highlighting the dangers posed by nuclear weapons and calling for world leaders to seek peaceful resolutions to international conflict. The signatories include 11 preeminent intellectuals and scientists, including Albert Einstein. Ruth Ellis is executed in London for killing her lover, David Blakely, becoming the last woman to be hanged in the United Kingdom. The first nuclear-generated electrical power is sold commercially, partially powering the town of Arco, Idaho. Illinois Governor William Stratton signs the Loyalty Oath Act, passed by the state legislature, which mandates all public employees take a loyalty oath to Illinois and the United States or lose their jobs. The first Geneva summit meeting between the United States, the Soviet Union, the United Kingdom, and France is held with the mission of reducing international tensions. LL Flight 402, flying from London to Tel Aviv, strays into Bulgarian airspace and is shot down by Bulgarian Air Force fighters. All 58 people aboard the Lockheed Constellation aircraft are killed. The BBC brings into service its Divis transmitter, the first permanent television transmitter established within Ireland, marking the launch of a television service for Northern Ireland. The Lawrence Welk Show debuts on ABC. The New York subway system begins using tokens. Mexican passenger ship La Flecha sinks off Veracruz with the loss of 30 lives. Maltese passenger ship MV Star of Malta runs aground off St. Julian's and is wrecked. One crew member and a passenger are killed. British cargo ship Geologist collides with Liberian registered SS Sun Princess and sinks with the loss of 20 of her 42 crew. The Billboard number one top-selling single in the United States was Rock Around the Clock by Bill Haley and his Comets. And now, let's read some letters from Dad. July 13, 1955, Great Lakes, Illinois. Dear folks and kids, got your letter today and for a change have some time to answer it right away. 
It has been a little cooler here this week, but the humidity is so high that it makes you sweat so much. I had a fairly good time on my liberty, didn't do too much, and didn't spend much money. I went to a museum and then went to a show at night. It don't pay to drink because they check you when you come in the gate at night. I have Liberty Saturday and a few of us are going to Waukegan and mess around. Then, Drum and Bugle Corps is going on a parade Sunday and I'm going with them. The parade is in Chicago and is eight miles long. I decided not to send the pillowcase. I'll just bring it home with me when I come. It costs us 30 cents to get a uniform press to go on Liberty and they sure do a poor job. I answered Gail's letter Sunday so he doesn't have any room to gripe. Howard saw Lyle last week, but I won't be able to see him because he's in a different camp than we are. I sure wish I could be home for the Sunday school picnic, but I don't think I'll be able to make it. You said it, the time really is flying. Only 25 more days and I'll be home, and if time goes like it has been, it will only seem like a week. I think I'll have more time to write from now on because we are just about through with all of our classes and marching. Did you get the clutch fixed on the Chevy? Is Dick driving or learning to drive it yet? We don't know yet where we are going after boot. I think they'll tell us next week, and just as soon as I find out, I'll let you know. Well, I guess I'll sign off for now. Over and out. Love, Ken. July 18, 1955. Great Lakes, Illinois. Dear folks and all of my young brothers, In Chicago, all I did was go through a museum and go to Riverview Amusement Park. Saturday, me and two other guys went to Waukegan, a town about the size of Greeley. All we did was go to a show and walk around. Boy, I sure can't take a good picture to send you. A photographer took our pictures last week. We get paid tomorrow, and that's when we get the pictures, so I'll send some home. The Drum and Bugle Corps went on a parade in Chicago Sunday, and I got to go with them. It wasn't much of a parade, but I had quite a bit of fun. I don't know about the trains yet, but my next Liberty, I'm going to go see which is the cheapest and fastest. I'll let you know which one I'm taking as soon as I find out. I changed my mind about the tattoo. I'm not going to get one, at least till I'm out of boot camp. I sure wish I could be home for the Sunday school picnic, but I guess I'll just have to miss it this year. Ken Hummels is on service week now. I talked to him about half an hour ago. He is serving chow in the chow hall where I eat. He told me to come down tonight, so I suppose I'll go down and see him tonight. I hope I can go over and see Lyle before I leave. We went out and rode lifeboats on Lake Michigan today. Really had a lot of fun, but it was pretty hard work. Well, not too much more to say, so I'll see you in 21 days. Ken. July 23rd, 1955, Great Lakes, Illinois. Dear folks, why haven't you written lately or maybe I'm not getting your letters? It has been raining off and on here yesterday and today. It has kind of cooled off and it sure feels nice. I marched with the Drum and Bugle Corps at graduation today. It's nice just to think that I'll be playing for my own graduation in two weeks. We go on a parade in Twin Falls, Wisconsin tomorrow, and next Sunday we march in North Chicago. 
I hope I don't have to go on a parade the Sunday after I graduate because I want to get my sea bag packed and get all ready to pull out Monday afternoon at 1 o'clock. I probably won't be able to get a train home out of Chicago before 4, but I haven't checked yet. We find out where we are going to be stationed next Tuesday. I sure hope I go to San Diego. They had a breakout down at the brig the other night. One guard was seriously stabbed by the prisoners. I'm sending some pictures I had taken last week. I've also got some in frames, but I'll wait and bring them home with me. I also have one of the whole company. I got a letter from Shirley yesterday, and I sent her some pictures too. I told her I didn't know if I'd be stopping in Denver or not. I'll go over and check on the trains this week, and I'll let you know what I decided. Is there anything going on around town, or is it still as dead as it used to be? Why don't Larry write to me, or is he working too hard? This letter won't be mailed from here before Monday, so you won't get it until Tuesday. Well, I don't have any more to write about now, so I guess I'll close. See you. Love, Ken. July 25th, 1955, Great Lakes, Illinois. Dear folks, well, I finally found some time to write. We've been having so darn many classes lately, it's been hard to find time. It rained here Saturday and Sunday, but it is as hot as ever again, but I think I can stand it for 12 more days. I've been counting these days for a long time now. Last Sunday, we went to Twin Lakes, Wisconsin on a parade and really had a ball. It is really a nice town, and we had all the free refreshments we could eat. I'm coming home on the city of Denver. It leaves Chicago at 5 p.m. and gets to LaSalle at 7.30 a.m. Are you going to pick me up there, or shall I take a bus home? If you are, be there at 7.30 a.m. on August 9th. Tell Larry I bought a car with an airplane motor in it. I got that, two cans of gas, two batteries, and some other stuff for only $4. That's real cheap. I bought it from a kid in the barracks. We find out tomorrow where we are going, so I'll write soon and tell you where I'm going. Love, Ken. July 27, 1955. Great Lakes, Illinois. Dear folks, Boy, if you think it's hot out there, you should be here. It's 110 degrees and the humidity is 88%. They canceled all classes because it's so hot, so we don't have anything to do. I'm real happy because we found out where we're going. I'm going to electronics technician school in Treasure Island, California. Most of the guys on our company are going on board the carrier USS Ticonderoga. There are only two of us going to Treasure Island, me and Robert Hammond, a kid from Nebraska. Will you call Shirley and tell her I won't be coming through Denver? I'll be in LaSalle at 7.30 a.m. on Tuesday, August 9th. Be sure and meet me there. We have Liberty again Saturday, but I'm just going over and see Lyle and then go swimming over at the beach. After you answer this letter, don't write anymore because I'll probably be gone by the time they get there. Well, I guess I'll close. See you, Ken. July 31st, 1955, Great Lakes, Illinois. Dear folks and kids, how is everything going at home? It won't be too long and I'll be back there for two weeks. 
I just got out of church. I took communion this morning. I have to go on a parade in North Chicago this afternoon, but it looks like rain, so maybe they'll cancel it. We don't have too much to do this week, so it will probably go by real slow. Wednesday we have final bag layout, and Thursday we have final payday, and then we buy our tickets. I get $137 traveling pay, and my tickets only cost $62. I also get four days traveling time, so I'll be home a little longer than two weeks. A week from this coming Monday, we take our final test, and if you flunk this, they hold you back for a couple of weeks. This kid from Nebraska that's going with me is going to come out for a few days early, and he wants me to show him the Rocky Mountains. I got a letter from Gail yesterday, but he didn't have too much to say, except that there wasn't too much going on back home. Well, it's only about eight more days now, and I'll be leaving for home. It sure will be nice to get some good food for a change. They tell me that Treasure Island sure is a nice place. I'm glad I didn't get stationed back up here because I don't like the climate up here. Well, I have to get ready for the parade now, so I'll see you at 7.30 or 8 o'clock on August 9th. Love, Ken. P.S. Don't write any more because I won't get the letters. And just like that, Dad has graduated from boot camp as a two-stripe seaman apprentice. Even though I knew it was coming, it still feels kind of sudden, and I admit I'm a little sad that we may never find out what happened to Kenny Hill. I hope nobody feels misled that I said we would hear about firefighting in this episode, and we did not. I don't read very far ahead in the letters because I enjoy the experience of Dad's story unfolding, and I figured since he had mentioned it multiple times, we would hear more about it. I was wrong. It is surprising to me that Dad didn't spend more time talking about boot camp milestones like the gas chamber and firefighting, but I guess he more than made up for it with his weather reports. If you recall, Naval Station Great Lakes was cold, rainy, hot, humid, and on a few rare occasions, just right. Anyone who knows me knows I absolutely hate hot weather, and although I didn't personally know Dad to be particular about the weather, it is clear that I come by my own weather dramatics quite honestly. I look forward to hearing what he thinks of the summertime weather in San Francisco, which has taken more than a few visitors by surprise. Dad is now returning home to Windsor, Colorado for a little more than two weeks on leave. He'll eat some good food. His mom will do his laundry, nobody will be bawling him out all the time, and he'll turn 18 before traveling to San Francisco for electronics technician school. This officially brings us to the end of Season 1 of Dear Folks, Letters Home from the Navy, and Season 2 will begin with Dad's arrival in California. Thank you all for listening along. To close this season... I'd like to thank Dad for writing the source material, without which none of this would be possible, to my family members in Colorado for preserving these letters for so long until they fell into my hands, and my final thank you goes out to Laura, Marie, Samantha, Jennifer, Tara, and Rick, whose timely encouragement kept me moving forward even when I didn't want to edit one more second of my own voice. I'm Elaine, Ken's daughter, and this is My Father's Story. 
I'll be back next week, and I hope you'll join me for Season 2, Treasure Island. This episode of Dear Folks, Letters Home from the Navy was recorded during the 2020 COVID-19 outbreak when people all over the world have been staying home to try to slow the spread of the virus. Restrictions are now being eased in some areas. Follow the science, stay safe, be well, and think about writing a letter to someone you care about. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting directory and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dear Folks 1955. Images of some of the letters and related items are available at www.dearfolks1955.com. And if you have questions or other commentary, email me at dearfolks1955 at gmail.com. I'm Elaine, Ken's daughter, and I'll be reading more letters next week. Until then, I wish you fair winds and following seas, and please write soon.